let's talk about sex. Welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio, Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. Mm-hmm. Where we are talking sex and marriage and all that that entails. The good, including the times that no one wants to talk about sex or have sex. Exactly. Or be married. Because that's, that's part. <laughs> that's true too. That's part of the world we live in. But it seems like we're just sometimes not on the same page, even with people we share our bed with. <laughs> exactly. And if you want to join us, we'd love for you to let us know what you think and give us a comment. And we'd love, if you like what you hear, to jump on iTunes and give a five-star review. Yes. But also send us emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And we would love to address something that you that's on your heart or on your mind and going on in your life in ways that it could be better. Because we all can be better, can't we? Yes, it's about uh, growing. That's what marriage does. It helps us grow. It really does. It's a people-growing machine. So what about if one people is growing and the spouse is not? Oh, how common is that? Common enough to get emails about it, apparently. That's a a very common email I get, especially as a therapist, because this isn't necessarily just... uh, emails to our show. This is also just emails to me of, hey, this is what's going on and yep. what do you think? And and this is one of those things that deserves some time because it's such a common deal. That yes. Where there's a and, and this could be I think we could talk, we could frame this in two different perspectives or two different categories, if you will. One is okay, there's a problem going on. There's something where one of you is unhappy about something that's happening in the marriage. And the other is either not concerned or not concerned to the degree you are. It's not a problem to them. Okay. And then the other extreme or other, other characteristic could be one person's constantly trying to improve mm-hmm. and reading and, and learning new things and on the blogs and listening to our show and doing all these different things because they want things better. And the other is, for lack of a better term, coasting. Okay, so in both both terms, they're related to the marriage or just life? Well, I think they're probably life. Right, I do too. I mean, that's where it kind of starts, and that's where we come at the idea that it's really about individual person, uh, responsibility and having things on your own shoulder and taking self-care and, and those things. But I think those two different car- categories fundamentally are the same thing. Right. So we can just lump them together. And so what we talk about on our show may not directly apply because we may go down the problem route and you're, t- and you're in the I just want to be better route or vice versa. But the, I think the dynamics are still the same. Sure. So you get, this, you get a married couple, which if you're new to our show, Gina and I are not married to each other. We represent 40 plus years of married life, though. Yeah, and we're very young, so we married young. Yeah, I think I married when I was like five. Um, <laughs> had to get my parents to sign off on it. Um, so it's one of those where our perspectives, you know, we're not talking about our married life necessarily. We're talking right. we, we have two separate marriages that we're that we mm-hmm. represent and businesses and ministries. Absolutely, and, and we just yeah. Out. So one of the th- <laughs> so you have a married couple where. And let's, I guess we'll just go stereotypical. The guy is really good at compartmentalizing things. You know, if it's not a problem, it's not a problem. You know, why? That seems to be a, a guy thing. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, if, if she's not nagging me about it, why am I worrying about it? You know, and it's just kind of, that's not every man. Because there are a lot of men that are into the, I want to be better, and they're constantly doing that. And I can almost guarantee every man has that in him somewhere, and he's focusing it somewhere. He's an athlete, and he's always working to be better, but it's not working in other parts of his life. Or his job, he's trying to be better, and it's not working in the other parts of his life. Or he's doing it as a father, but not a husband. You know, So, so it's, if, if it's not squeaking, why worry about it is kind of the guy. Okay. And then Very the wife would true. be the, wait. This is still a problem for me. We, we maybe had a conversation about it. You know, I brought it up. We talked about it. It wasn't resolved, but it's still a problem to me. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and now she feels like a nag if right. she has to keep bringing it up. So what do we do? I mean, what, what does a couple do when that happens? Because cause it does happen. It does, and it plays into a growing resentment. So it's good to be able to step back and decide if you want to grow in resentment or grow in some kind of resolution. Okay. And let me, I want to start it all with the foundational statement of what you're experiencing is normal. Yeah. It's just, that's welcome to marriage, (laughs) if you will. Welcome to life with another person, with another human being. Because what research shows, and this is predominantly from Gottman in his work, is that 63% of the problems you face in marriage are unresolvable. Yes, so they'll just be chronic. They're You'll... not going away. And yeah. they, these usually aren't big deals. These are just right. where you see things differently. So one of the things you've got to realize is that you're normal and that resolution is going to look different than probably what you're thinking because you're not really going to get resolution on it to where you are on the same page in a 100% step you know, with each other. It's more, okay, you, you just kind of grow to a point of, it's just not as big a deal. I, I have a desire for that. He doesn't or she doesn't. So, okay, I'll up the game. I'll step up what I need to do to continue living what I want to live. Exactly. And uh, to realize what do you really want? You think you want your mate to do this and this and this so that you will feel like that. Right. I want to feel a certain way and I'll only feel that way if you change and do this and this and this, where the most empowering thing you can do is decide that end result of how you want to feel. You can go after that yourself. You can choose to change your focus. You can choose to change your physiology. You can choose to change your self-talk and you can feel great anytime, regardless of whether your mate falls in line and does what what your requirement is or not. That's probably what we mean by a different resolution than you're thinking, yeah. change my mate. Yeah, and it's and it's and that's where you start to use the power of the system and, and the power true. of your relationship because you can realize that when I start to change me, mm-hmm. I, will, I will put pressure inherently on my spouse to decide what they want to do, and it's not me nagging or forcing them. It's the system doing it. It's just the nature of the relationship. That's a dynamic that's at play in every committed relationship and in every important relationship. And as a word of caution, I mean, what, what we're talking about, what I'm talking about here is, is just the way I define it is it's called a leap of faith. Right. It's where I'm going to decide, I'm going to live according to my value. I'm going to live according to what I want, what I want to pursue, the desires I have in my life. 
and I'm going to just see what happens. And so I'm going to make that chance or that stance, and that's going to really, it's going to risk the relationship. Because the, your spouse could say, ah, nope. I'm done with that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep up with that. I don't want to keep talking about this. This isn't a big deal, and they continue to kind of draw the line in the sand, which then places you at a decision of, well, if I don't want to give in on this, now what do I do? I have to continue living, and so you have to wait and see. And this is a huge deal, but I want to uh, upfront say state that I recognize that it is a huge deal. Yeah, some deals are huger than others. Right, right. Because yeah, you know. we're not we're talking we're not talking about should the toilet paper roll over or under. Right. <laughs> it's and it, but it, and it can be frustrating sometimes if you read a marriage book and you say, oh, you read somebody else's story where they went and they saw and the love languages comes to mind. Someone oh instantly saw they were not speaking their spouse's love language, so they changed and it transformed everything. Right. And you're thinking. Doggone it! My husband read that book ten years ago, and and still refuses to speak. My then then you start reading your own what that means. Therefore, right. he doesn't care. Right. So, I I totally agree with you that it means each of us takes responsibility for our behavior and for our emotional state and and make decisions about how you want to live life as an individual yeah. and how you want to live life as a mate. What kind of mate do you want to be? What kind of mate do you want to have? I would tend to focus. I think you'll be happier focusing on what kind of mate you want to be because you have a lot more control over your behavior than your mate. Right. And I reframe that question to be, would you want to be married to you? Exactly. And let that answer drive what you do. Yeah. Because if you find yourself having conversations where you're telling your mate that same old story and you're trying to use different manipulative language and you know how you do you imagine the conversation you might want to turn the tables on yourself and ask from their perspective really what have you done you know for me what have you done to be that kind of spouse but if you're the kind of person who acts manipulatingly then you're that's a problem yeah and Do you know what I mean? I, so explain what I mean, Corey. Well, it's it's the idea that if if well, here's what comes to my mind, and this is how it's played out in my own marriage, and I, I think I have shared this before on our show early on, but one of the things that Pam and I um, have adopted since we had kids was the no TV rule while they were awake in the in the evenings. You know, wow. they'd come home from school or we'd get home from work. And so we finally, you know, we get a chance to have dinner. And, of course, they're young. And so there's usually, you know, unless you got cable, there's nothing really on for them. And there's lots of stuff on. I, I mean, even the Super Bowl, I didn't really want them watching <laughs> a lot of what was on the Super Bowl just because of the commercials and everything. It's like, ah, oh, man, that's a lot of teachable opportunities. And I don't, I don't really want to teach that much, I think, at this time. <laughs> so... So we would just kind of adopt that strategy, and then we'd turn on the TV after they were in bed if we were going to watch anything. But the weekends, everything changed because we kind of had this little loophole for me, I guess, of I could watch sports. Well, on the weekends, there's always sports on. Mm -hmm. So the TV would be on all day long. Mm -hmm. And Pam would come up about every six to eight weeks. She would get in this funk of the TV's on too much. You know, we... 
we need to stop change, you know, and it would all be phrased as that. And that's the pretty common, that's that subtle manipulative, we need to blah, 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 which is really kind of code for you need to not watch so much TV. And that's the way I would hear it. And I also, sadly enough, am, f- am smart enough to realize, oh, it's just a phase she's in. It'll go away. I can ride it out. And then she'll get back to whatever. And it's over. So you'd say, okay, yeah. and do nothing. Exactly. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, hear you, I hear what you're saying. And uh, be quiet now because the game's on. <laughs> <laughs> you and my daughter are this exact same person. So we would just – that, that just kind of went on for a while until finally – she took what, what we're talking about here right. to heart, and she came to me once. This was on a Sunday at late afternoon, so the TV had been on a lot. And she just she stood in the kitchen, and I'm sitting in the den, so they, they're connected. And she says, you know, I'm frustrated with the amount of time the, amount the TV is on and the amount of time we spend watching and the amount of time I spend watching on the weekends. I'm going to go start doing things other than being here if the TV's going to be on. Sometimes I'm going to take the kids. Sometimes I'm not, and they're your responsibility. But I'm, I'm tired of this for me, and I'm going to start doing something different. And as soon as she phrased it like that, there was a solidness and a resolve in her voice. that It, that it, just, it was carried through because she truly had made that decision for herself, whatever the consequences may be. Mm-hmm. And I immediately went, oh, no, because now I have to decide, do I want to spend weekends with my wife or not? I mean, that's re- literally what it was going to boil down to, because we work separate jobs. You know, we right. don't we see each other in the evenings, but we got kids, so it's pretty hectic. We don't get a whole lot of just us time or family time. Yeah. So now it became my decision of what do I want for me and for my family, not she's making me do this. Yeah, very good. Good job, Pam. Yeah. High five. Very good Fist job. Bump, yeah, kudos. Because that's, that's what we're talking about, and that's the, found, that's the fun exactly. foundational stuff of changes in marriage. Mm-hmm. All you can really do is take care of you and be who you are and who you want to be. So for the couples specifically, I've had a, I've had a couple different emails one, to, a couple have come to the show, and then a couple have just come to me recently. And I know I've pawned you off in a sense of saying this will be a future show. So here's mm-hmm. your answer to my husband is says he's done and he won't go to therapy with me, or there's a problem and he won't keep talking about it and he won't seek help for it. And he, you know, I'm interested in all these options. I want to take a class. I want to join a course. I want to go to therapy. I want to hire a coach. Whatever. My advice or thoughts to that concept or that scenario is if you are the one that thinks there's a problem and you're willing to seek help for it seek help alone if that's what it means right just go and it's not this whole we need to go to therapy that's subtle talk it's i'm gonna go to to marriage therapy i'm gonna go to i'm gonna hire a marriage coach i'm gonna hire a life coach i'm gonna join this class to help me be better i would love it if you would join me just letting you know and then go. Yeah. Yes. And on on that angle and for just other stuff where you're feel or victimizing yourself because you're blaming your spouse for not letting you do whatever or right. making you do whatever. Take, 
go for it. Just go for it. Live fully. Okay. So what do you do? Mm -hmm. Let me let's switch gears just a little bit. Because what do you do when the concept or the subject that you're discussing and frustrated over is sex? Yeah, because that's obviously common, that's right? one of those that you know. For me to have sex, I'd really rather my wife be involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, know? all right, that's fair. Yeah, you, I, don't want, you don't necessarily want to say you're going to go for it somewhere else, right? I don't want. I don't want to bring someone else in, and I really mm -hmm. don't want to do it alone. <laughs> so, that's a that's one of those selected finite option scenarios. That okay, I I want more sex in my life. I want more sex in our marriage. Mm-hmm. How do you? How can we use this concept in that, with that topic? Well, that's why we have a whole entire series on the sex and marriage things. It's not an easy answer. No, it's not an easy answer, and there's not a quick fix. Uh huh. Yeah, you, you can ask: Is this something that I can expect any change in, or not? And then, and and state your position. Yeah, I think you know. I I don't know. In my case, you know, all those years that I had no sex drive, this conversation just in words didn't help. Right. So always being told there was something wrong with me didn't make me amorous. Right. So I, to me, that was just a miracle when I was able to change my energy around that. That's why I teach that. Okay. But um, you know, to ask, are we looking for a solution together? Yeah, and and that's where you know stating what you want is is obviously a first step and then living what you want is the is the harder step. It is harder. Because how can I live a life that says, you know, if I was to say to my wife, you know, I want more I I'm interested in having sex in in my life. So I would like for you to make yourself more available to me, or I would like to have opportunities to pursue you more. I don't, I don't know how you phrase it, but it, to a degree, it's a little bit of a manipulation in the sense, because it is a finite option. It's not this whole, you know, it's, you know, you don't just want to start saying, Hey, you need to give it up more or I'm, I'm out and I'm heading to someplace else. Mm -hmm. So, but it is one of those, okay, I can say it. I can state my intention of look, this is frustrating to me. I did not sign on for a sexless marriage, I, and that's another show we need to do and will right. be coming. But, you know, so I, some things need to change. And so then now you have to start living that, which that's well, a tough one. And, and we've talked about this before, the, how you make that approach. And so what do you, what's that mean to live it out? It means for one thing, expect a positive outcome. People write to us all the time and they're so frustrated and they're 100% married to their story. Yeah. That it is hell. And you know, I am dying in the desert. Well, if you're so married to that, then your wife or your spouse who's feels it. So how can you together live with the expectation of a positive outcome? It yeah. changes the way that together you say, Hey, this is something we're, we're in together. Yeah. But if you're the frustrated mate and you're always just shooting the arrows and making the, that spouse's defenses go way up, 
you're not going to get as far. You're not going to live triumphantly. Right. So when we say live it out, you choose. You want to live it out in misery and just always be talking about how miserable you are? Or do you want to live it out saying, I'm believing for something positive and then give it a, a window of time? Right. Yeah, it, it starts, it comes down to reframing the question. Because yes. oftentimes we look for different answers when, it, when in reality we need to be asking different questions. Exactly. If you want different answers, ask different right. questions. So it's, okay, maybe I need to look at what's going on between us differently and ask some different questions about that. Because, exactly. Because one of the answers is when you start living and answering that question more honestly of would you want to be married to you, you that's when you can use the dynamic of humans and human relationships to your advantage in your marriage right? because you can start to realize it's not that I'm going out. I mean, for me personally, I do not go out and hit on women. Right. I do not go out and flirt with other women. I do not go out and notice, you know, and try to be noticed by other women. That is not mm-hmm. an intent. But if I live as a strong, sexually attractive male, I'm going to get that. Other women will notice. It's just going to happen. That's the world we live in. So that pressure right there, because this happened in my marriage a couple weeks ago. I had taken the kids because in Texas, you know, winter is (laughs) kind of a couple of days long. Mm -hmm. And then it's nice. And so I took the kids to the park. And I came home. And this was, you know, Pam was busy at work because it's just busy season. And... I came home and, we, and we, she was like, well, what'd you guys do? And I said, ah, I went to the, we went to the park. <laughs> I got hit on by a mom <laughs> and she's really, you know, that perked her attention. Well, tell, what was it? You know? So she was asking questions and I noticed kind of this whole, a little more alertness on her part, <laughs> if you will, you know, and it's just kind of this whole, wait, hold on a second. And that's the nature. I think that's what we're talking about of, When it comes to marriage, everything is designed for marriage when it comes to sex. I mean, I, we both have, have talked, and I know in all the classes I teach and speak on, 100% of your sexual energy is designed for your relationship, for your marriage. You don't let That's it, our worldview. Yeah, we you, think it's better. You don't That's let why it, we do the show. Right, you don't let it leak out elsewhere. But that doesn't mean you're not attracted or attractive to other people. And it's not that you lord that over your spouse. It's not that, hey, you know, it's not like Paul would come home when you guys were in your little deal. I would hope Paul wouldn't come home and say, hey, let me show you a list of all the girls that were willing to help me at the gym today. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if that necessarily would have made you amorous on the spot. But if you're with him and notice those things and realize, wow, you know, commitment is as good as the people involved and we are human, I need to make sure I'm still upholding my end of the thing. I need to, and that's that idea of when I live according to me, I put pressure on my spouse to decide do they want to be with me or not. Just like when, they, when she lives according to her, she puts pressure on me to decide do I want to live with her and be with her. Yeah, I know. I, I can hear the spouses going, my spouse would never know. They just don't know. Well, I'm going to tell them that somebody came and hit on me. They'd be like, that's nice. And keep doing their 
What? I don't, first, so some of them, you know, we believe in your ability to engage. We believe in your ability to take things higher. I, I would ask you to examine your perspective and see if you're married to a story that expects a bad outcome. Or can you open yourself up to believe that anything's open to change? Yeah. And that's that idea that we've talked about a bunch of what's your attachment to the outcome. Exactly. Because when you when you go in with a scenario of, oh, this isn't going to work. Well, you've just yeah. dramatically increased the likelihood <laughs> it's not going to work. Exactly. But if I go into the with the attitude of I'm living according to what I – desire i'm living according to what i want at this moment in time because mm-hmm. i realize i'm going to have to adjust to with and adapt and overcome with whatever comes back at me that way i'm more likely to stay true to me in every moment as opposed to uh, giving in taking the easy way out doing all these different things which then you look back on and you get frustrated over and it's just kind of compounding so live according to your truth, according to your faith, but live, live large with gusto. You're not a victim. I think if you can just go from, you know, woe is me to wow is me, you'll just do better. <laughs> there's, no, there's no victims in marriage. There's only volunteers. That's, that's right. So if you can own that and then live according to what I want to be married to me. I think that might. I think those are closer to the right questions. Yeah. That can be applicable to every situation. That's totally Then, oh, if they would just do this, then that would, you know, that's yeah. just setting up the scenario for pain. There, there you go. All right, everybody. Wow is me. Let that's us, your mantra for the day. <laughs> absolutely. Let us know what you think. Maybe you're listening to this show and going, "Wow is me now." We want to <laughs> know. Good and bad. Let us know. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. This has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Take Glad care, you everybody. Bye bye. Let's talk about.